better and worse with Jess and Rage. All right. Oh, we going for it? Welcome. 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 Greetings, everybody. This is For Better and Worse Podcast, and I'm Jess. And I'm Rach. And we're in my childhood basement. We are. Um, I got to call it out for for YouTubers and just to say I'm going to be unbuttoning these pants. Um, I don't understand how pants work these days, but they're so tight in the front, and I can just fit like a whole softball in the back. I'm, I'm I don't get it. Chalking this up to hi Barley. Barley. Barley's in the microphone. Can you lay down. I'm chalking this up to good denim versus bad denim. All right. Well, I just impulse bought at Target. And I feel like Target denim only stretches to a certain extent. Maybe. This is the first time I've ever worn these, so we shall see. Not a lot of give. Not a lot no, of give. But like, the, you know, the button trick always does the job. I'm glad you're comfortable. Thank you. Gotta get comfortable. <laughs> For this, for this podcast we do. For this episode. What episode are we on? 17. We've done this 17 times. I know. I was thinking about it as I was pulling into your... My house. Excuse me, to your development. And I was like, I've driven... My development? Yeah, isn't that what it's called? People call it some weird allotment. It's a neighborhood. No, it's like allotment. Uh, cul-de-sac. No, Everyone calls it something different. I call it development. This is Twin Lakes, baby. Oh, it's neighborhood more each having a moment with her dog i love my dog (laughs) Uh, barley you're really gonna need to chill out now i don't know what you're wanting from us you can't throw us off or you get kicked out right okay um here okay i have some talking points of all the things that have um, been bothering me this week oh my gosh we we can check jeans off the list another thing (laughs) Um, so luckily this situation could have been a lot worse, but it is my first experience with losing data. So Herschel, my cat, Mm. knocked my external hard drive off my desk, like probably a month ago now. Um, and it wasn't like a huge deal because I was already in the midst of like transitioning to another hard drive because that one was filling up. Plus like I edit all my weddings on, um another on my big computer that has their own storage system but there's still like shit on there but um so I decided to like call around send it away oh my god am I glad (laughs) am I glad that I didn't have anything that I needed on there it's a like ignorance is bliss situation for sure because I don't know what's on there so like, it's none of my no no weddings are exclusively on there and everything's been delivered. So I know that there are so some, not, there's nothing to lose here. No, nothing except to lose. what you don't know is on there. But I don't know like our personal stuff that's on there. Like I know that our all of our podcast stuff is on there. But, well, you know, it's out there now. Can't can't cry about it. Right. Also, um, so it was one hundred and ninety dollars to get it diagnosed. And I was just like, OK, like, I don't know this process. Write it off. This guy named Bob met me in the Barnes and Noble parking lot in Fairlawn. Did did a drop off exchange. Sketchy. Weird. So weird. Wait. So they don't have like a storefront. Um. They they do, but it's up in Cleveland, and they don't like people to send things in the mail mm. because something else can happen to it. Right. So they like I get it, but it's just very funny. You know, he sent he took a picture of it, texted it to me. I took a picture of his license plate. Oh my like, god. <laughs> I was like, I don't fucking know. Like, Who knows? What if he just took it forever? I know. But granted, I'm like, I can't. Work. I can't. It doesn't work. So he called me yesterday as I was at the studio working on stuff to inform me that things don't look good. And it's not if looking I, good. Things aren't looking good. Um, And it, like, I think I already talked to you about this. But or else I'd have you guess the number that he gave me. Quote. Seventeen hundred dollars. Fucking insane. It was the estimation and the amount of time and work like that it would cost for me to try to get in and they don't guarantee what comes out of it. Like what? How many that's like twenty times what you paid for it, first off. Right. But I guess if it's like you don't need what's on there and it's definitely not worth 
right. two grand. No, but it, it really That's did. Absurd. It felt really good as he was talking to me about this and going all over. He gave me the quote and kept talking to me. I was like, I'm not paying that. Like, I'm not paying. You, you lost me at 1700 dude. <laughs> you, I, I told him when I originally, I was like, I'm valuing this at like $500. Yeah. Anymore. Anymore that I'm like, no, like not right. But if I ever, you know, become a millionaire and I'm like, yeah, two grand. Here recovering some files i don't even know what's on there um but that just to say if you are um a photographer if you just like have hard drives or whatever three backups baby i know we all get lazy about it i'm not gonna pretend like i'm a purist but you definitely shouldn't be um keeping your weddings only on an external drive because um apparently they can just drop from a desk height onto the ground and no longer be usable so lessons learned lessons Lessons learned learned. so that that felt good to just be like all right dude chalk it up as an l yeah keep it it pushing yeah so i know they're sorry to hear that rach (sighs) bummer but r.i.p again i don't know what's on there and i'm lucky though because i'm at first i was like oh my gosh our whole california trip's on there (laughs) i've been taking pictures I don't, my that. I don't document my life on my camera so no me neither people joe always says that he's like you know you should do that like people of new york you should do some um documentarian style oh. you know like blog it up i'm like no, no. literally my family gets upset <laughs> when i don't bring my camera to christmases and holidays and i'm like for some reason when you're passion becomes your job it solely becomes your job very quickly and just not having my camera or having to feel the need to take photos is kind of freeing so i will do it because i think it's good to have those memories and i it doesn't take up my day but at the same time i do i wouldn't bring it on vacation no i I, one because it's like this is like an asset for my business. I, I'm not going to bring Traveling it somewhere. with gear is risky. If I don't need it. Right. And also it's like we know what has to go into editing the photos under like Christmas tree lights. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. It doesn't look good. And it's just going to be a nightmare. And so, yeah, if you are the kind of person that documents their life, uh, I applaud you. We commend you. you. We yeah. commend you. Mm-hmm. It ain't for me. Three snaps for you. But uh, keep yeah. it up. We love to see it. Good job documenting your personal life. And if you do, back it up. Back, back, back it up. Back it up. (laughs) Love that. Okay. So check that and other annoying things. Oh, my gosh. Do you have anything before I just keep rolling through? I don't. I don't. I haven't. I've had a good week. Good. Yeah. I see that. I know. Nothing, Nothing notable. I feel like business is really you know, picking up, we're approaching wedding season. So I'm really just like gearing up. Mm-hmm. I'm like getting into the mindset that I'm going to be working my ass off for the next couple of months. And that like takes a lot of like mental preparation for me. Yeah. After having like a lot of time off. So yeah, I feel like that's just what this week has been dedicated to. And I just have it sneak up on me. Like for the past two months. I will months, melt down yeah. immediately. Yeah, I've, I've had a few melt, but now I'm just like accepting that I'm working 16 hour days mm-hmm. and like this is just, this is where I'm at. Yeah. But I think if I prepare kind of, for it. Also, I don't know if I prepare for things. You normally. were put into a spot that you had to really bust ass and Put do, into or put myself put into. Put yourself into. <laughs> I was being, I was treading lightly on that. And so you really didn't have a choice. No. And now you're in it and you're thriving. So good for you. Thriving. Or just barely staying afloat yeah yeah i think that's the one okay. that's the one the latter. Got it. <laughs> um we're hopeful we have we have yes. positive optimism mm-hmm. um but yeah not gonna pretend like it's a raging success yet it looks dope as hell and it, i love it it looks great so and i just i did just um do a boudoir shoot there and it is so it's not even about like how the photos turn out they're fucking dope but it really is just about being in the in the space. And I'm like, I feel like I need to take my shoes off here. Like, yeah. it was like having that comfortability level. Also, like with me and my client, like it, that whole space was just ours, you know, and yeah. we could she she felt comfortable. I felt comfortable. We were vibing. It's just a great atmosphere to yeah. to make some magic. So and something that like I struggle with when doing any of my like passion projects, like the retreat in which we met at is like I really struggle with being able to convey to people like the energy that's going to be in a space because it's like you can say like relaxed environment your family here but like that's all this like 
You don't know it until you feel it. Yeah. And so that's kind of thing. Um, Also, just shameless plug, we will be having an open house on Friday evening. If you're in the Akron area, would love to have you there. 190 North Union Street. (laughs) Don't know if you should be putting that on the internet, but it's on the internet anyway. And yeah. And we have a security system now. So yeah. Don't fuck with us. We simply safe over here. We simply safe. Um, so come by, Thanks see what the hubbub's about. We're going to have some selfie stations that I still need to make. And it'll all be great. <laughs> it will. So come through if you're in the area. Yeah. We will be there. Uh, speaking of that, speaking of my studio, speaking of all the shit that I've been doing for it, I gotta, I have I have a grievance. I have to air some grievance Let's hear right it. now. With the DIYers of TikTok, mm. with the HGTV hosts with all of this okay you see these shows you see these people do things and they just go over the steps go over the steps you gotta say what is the worst and let me tell you jess i found it written on my fingernails grouting okay well judging by the way your kitchen looks right now it's not something i would even attempt not even once so i i built no uh, Jerry's husband Shane built me a frame for a table because I saw it on Pinterest of all things and no I, f- I originally saw it on TikTok and it was like someone building a tile table and I was like that's so cute that's so fun quirky kind of vintage I want to make that I, you know I I had Shane build it and so I'm like all I have to do is tile it and like my contractor like dropped off the stuff that I needed to do because it's like it is within a wheelhouse for someone unskilled to do. But I bring it into my kitchen because the ne- with the next step that we do, it has to be in like a 70 degree room. Mm. And I think like warmness helps like it shouldn't be cold like things need to dry in order for them to be quicker. And we have currently two days um, for this to get done. I get out the grout, you know, get out the little rubber spatula thing, um, the sponge situation. And I'm like, I've seen this. I've watched a two minute video on YouTube. I'm ready. Mm. From the moment I slapped that sand goop on the table, I knew (laughs) this is not for me. No, this is a no for me. I didn't have that luxury. I had to keep going and keep Mm -hmm. doing it took me two and a half hours two and a half hours the kitchen is a mess it's a war zone don't tell my mom i ended up scooping up the grout with my hands and just like plastering it on that way it looks good i got it in the end i never would have attempted that ever i'm not handy or don't think that i am or don't enjoy it like that would be the worst two hours of my life so Good for you. Oh, I just blacked out. Like oh, I just had classic. to be. I just had to be like, you got to get this done. Like Jess is coming in a few hours, and I mean, it was just. I just. It's why I got my hands involved, and luckily, like it. I mean, there's grout everywhere, absolutely everywhere. But it just dries, and you just can like pluck it off. And um, I think things would have been a lot worse if my mom's like flooring was actually tile, but it's just like laminate. Because mm. I think like if the grout Saved stuck you. to the grout, it would have been really bad. But I got just got beef. Um, put it on the box, okay? Put it on the box. Like what you're about to do is gonna ruin your life. It's going to make it like hell. Like just be upfront, Lowe's. Be upfront with me, Home Depot. Tell me that what I'm about to do is a big mistake. There's things that we should not be doing. HGTV is convincing us to build our own houses or tiny homes or you know redo our kitchens. We don't know what we're doing. No, and I won't. And I'm sorry. And I have zero interest. I got no attention span for it. Me either. I tried to embroider once. I tried to like do cross. Like- here's a, there's a difference between you and I. You feel it is in your wheelhouse to attempt. Oh yeah, I've to got attempt. I've got a big ego. I'm a Sagittarius. Ah, you're right. It's just, <laughs> but I have no patience for. I don't care enough. I'll well, buy it. I'm a I'm a go to the store and buy it type of person. I'm a I'm a hire someone to do it for me type of person. And I think I've gotten there because I've gotten to the point where it's like my time is limited and will be more valuable spent elsewhere. To be fair, it does feel good. Like this table, I got the tiles at uh I'm, I hope it's at a the project you're proud of. Store for like twenty bucks. Um, 
Shane did the table for me and they didn't charge me, which was really nice. But also Venmo request me, Shane, if you want me to pay you for it. <laughs> Put it on the Venmo. I Put will it on the pay. Venmo. I will pay you for it. Um, and then like the paint, the tile paint was like 40 bucks. So buying that table would be really expensive. And, uh, you know, it is. It's a nice little thrifty situation. It's going to look really cute. It is. It is. It, it really came together. <sighs> yeah. But- it is a project to be proud of. And so like, it get, I get it. It does feel good when you like finish something. And you're like, I did this on a budget. Good. I'm from the Midwest. I really, I really enjoy a bargain. You know? Yeah, good for you. Get my I wish, hands dirty. I wish I was more like that. Well, but, never too late. Mm, but not never. enough to change. <laughs> <laughs> when when Jerry came on the podcast for some reason, Jess, when Jerry did the like parenting like motherhood episode, Jess was like, I hope Jerry like tells me to get on top of my finances. <laughs> I was like, why? Yeah, I feel like, well, no, I was like, when she said they had talked about that beforehand, I was like, that's such a good. That's a good thing. A good thing to, to, you know, really put into perspective before you have kids. Yeah. Jerry's got a great, like, baby aesthetic. All those kids are in earth tones, man. I know. It's just like. I just did a newborn (sighs) session in the chef's kiss. (sighs) Chef's kiss all around and what she put the baby in and what the nursery looked like. I was like, literally, this is great. A great setup. I know. I feel like I'm just going to be like, here's here's a paper bag. Uh, you know? Do with it what you will. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My last grievance. We're on a long grievance. But this one is the biggest of them all. Okay? Jessica, have you ever heard of the movie Forrest Gump? Yes. So, apparently, I've seen the beginning of that movie 45 times. Mm-hmm. I think after the Vietnam War, I'm like, this is depressing you know i'm like this is i don't think i've watched the whole thing through well then you can't add to this but maybe the people our listeners will relate okay i'm watching this movie and i'm getting past the vietnam war and i'm like oh and i'm discovering jenny is the worst fictional character of all time she is the worst person i don't mean to speak ill of the dead oh but she is a terrible person I that should not. I don't know enough to comment on this. Ugh. Basically, she I... just like comes in and out of forest life. In and out, in and out, in and out. Comes back in when she finds out she's terminally ill. And now she After she, she's already, she's had his baby for three years. And he's running across America, apparently. Just running back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Run, forest, run. Okay, well, I do use that gif a lot. Well. But I don't have any context. So. So basically, she like takes his virginity and bounces, and then he like loses his mind and starts running across America, and then she she rings him up conveniently and tells him that she's terminally ill and also that he has a three year old son. And then they move back to Forest Childhood Home, get married. She dies, and it's like, I thought you were a shitty person. Damn, you were a terrible person, Jenny. All I know. I didn't cry for Jenny once. Is it a sad movie? It's one of those things I get like, yes. Like if you were to get the cliff notes of Forrest Gump, sad. But they do it in a very Tom Hanks way. Okay. That's what I would expect. And all I know is I love you, Jenny. And the life is like a box of chocolates. We all know it. No, it's a toxic relationship and Jenny is a narcissist. When I feel like anyone brings up Forrest Gump, I'm like, yeah. Like, oh, I love you, Jenny. And I'll like comment like that. Like, oh my gosh, she's so funny. And I'll and I'll comment, but not enough to really to speak on Jenny's character. So I'll well, have to watch re-watch. myself. Check it off the list. Check it off the it list. It has been said. It's been it's on the three pod. hours long, I think. Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah. That's, that's a long, long one. For just Jenny to be the worst character fictionally of all time. So I officially like that to be on the record. That we are an anti-Jenny podcast. You can't speak that of me. Jess. No, do not. I'll, I'll, I'll watch and get back to you. For better and worse, is not claiming to cancel Jenny We're on my yet. couch. We're an anti-Jenny podcast. <laughs> we'll discuss this later. <laughs> Next week. Stay tuned. Stay tuned after I watch Forrest Gump. Okay. Are we jumping in? We can, we'll be, we can be jumping in now. We shall jump in. All right. So we're going to go over a little Vows 101 education class. I think this is going to be a good one. I do too. I'm excited. 
This is just going to help you kind of structure your vows. It's basically our take on the millions of vows that we've heard. Yeah. And our personal opinion on our your best vows. Yeah. You know, like and- how to how to accurately and like clearly state your intentions towards your partner on your wedding day. Right. I mean, it's a chance to share your story. I mean, yeah. you're in front of your loved ones. It's a chance to share your story, say some meaningful words. Yeah. And have it be a really intimate, yeah, you know, experience for everybody. Yeah. And Jess has kind of like a good structure that she's going to go over. And before we get into that, I kind of wanted to make a couple of points about like before you even go into like structure, like I I think it's important to genuinely think about what marriage means to you. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't mean the same thing for everyone. We all have different stories and experiences and and take the time to genuinely think like what contract do I want to sign with this person for the rest of my life because that's what it is it's an agreement it's a contract it's your promise and vows to one another and um I think you need to like carve out time to write and focus on your vows um because they're the foundation of your marriage they're they're it right like they're not the flavor of cake that you get. They're not the dresses that your bridesmaids wear or even the venue that you choose. Your wedding takes hundreds of hours to plan, as you know and I know. And um, you got to make sure you spend at least a few of those <laughs> thinking about your partner and the promises you want to make to them. What I think is pretty cool is that you get to choose. Mm-hmm. Like you get to choose your promises in the contract. You get to write your own contract, right? Like. Mm-hmm with that person and I don't think it's a bad idea to even sit down with your partner and discuss like what route are we going are we going funny and serious are we going hella intimate are we going keeping it light and casual and I think it's cool to be on the same page about that too and they don't have to match I want your vows to match who you are individually and that's the coolest part about them but Mm -hmm. um I think it's cool you get to you get to make that up with that yeah. person and you yourself get to make your those promises specifically. Yeah. I think that's cool. And another like quick side note, like we are talking about like making personal vows and Jess and I know that like in certain religious ceremonies, that's not like an option, right? Like Catholic wedding specifically, like you're not allowed. I've had a couple of clients be like, yeah, we're going to talk to the priest and say our own vows. And I'm like, no, I would I've never seen it. <laughs> I don't have, have yet to see that. I have yet to see that. So um But that but doesn't mean that it you doesn't can't. mean you can't. So I I've, I've had some couples like read them to each other privately at their like bridal portraits or first look. Um also you can like write them in a letter to one another. That can be really sweet. Um so yeah, just I think it is really important to state your intentions intentionally on your day. Mm-hmm towards your partner because so many different ways to do it yeah so many different ways cool give me give me a good format jess okay so i came up with a pretty you know vows are pretty structural in general right i mean they don't have to be but i feel like for those who are really struggling like where the hell do i start i mean three parts right first part background details uh when you first knew they were the one Mm. real easy it's a great way to start yeah second part uh, the meat, right, if you will. Acknowledge your love for them, how much they've changed your life, why they're important to you. And then talk about what makes your relationship unique or different, right? Mm-hmm. This is individual. This is story time. This is inside jokes, you know. And then at the end, you kind of wrap, uh, wrap it up and make them promises. Um, we'll talk about what those kind of entail. But talk about the future if you want and what makes you excited for that. And, um, yeah, that's kind of what I have. I feel like those are pretty basic. And I feel like where you start is, you know, blank sheet of paper, bring up notes on your phone, whatever. And you just make a list of like all your thoughts or things you want to include. Right. It's so easy. Just like start being intentional. Start, start listing them out, list some favorite memories you have with them. Um, what drew you into them and just kind of get the juices flowing about what you love about that person. And then like the emotions will follow. Because it's like, it's not everyone who like confesses their love to their partner all the time, you know, because you're just in it, right? And right. casual, I love you before bed, but we're not sitting every night telling them, you mean this much to me because of this, you know, no. like we're not doing that. So it gets 
it's really hard to sit down and think about it. I mean, maybe for some people it comes so easy, but other people it's like, I really got to think, you know, yeah. what well, I do have these feelings for you, but I want to know why. So just dig a little deeper. Do you want to know something corny? Yes. I know that Josh has a future vows note in his phone. No, that's so good. <laughs> I know. That's like, I, that's such a good. Do you know where he started that note? No. Crying in the corner at your wedding. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, my he did. God. He was because in his fuse. Big, yeah, big emotions come up. Write them down because mm -hmm. you're not going to remember them, yeah. especially when you're living them in the moment. I do this um, with gifts for people. Mm -hmm. So when people are like, oh, I seriously would love whiskey glasses. Like, I never have them, but I'm a big whiskey person. Yeah. You're like, good fucking gift. And you write it down <laughs> because, like, I will forget. Right. And I love being intentional with gifts. Okay. I love that. I know. I love where it started, too. I know. I He is so, I mean, he said it during our, like, joint interview, but I think, like, one of the things that, like, I refuse to believe but, like, have to believe is, like, when he says, like, the moment he fell for me or fell in love with me was in high school. Mm. And I'm like, I just can't believe that, like, you know, but, you know, that's his story and he's sticking to it. Yeah. So it's cute. That way, you can't tell him. Who are you? cheesy it is cheesy but corny cheesy. we love cheesy and corny okay some sometimes i i think in vows you you can kind of run with that i know and i mean he really means it yeah like, he, and if it's the true, story it's hasn't not. changed the story hasn't changed if it's true then it's not corny if yeah. it's genuine it's not cheesy i'm sticking to that all right jess i'm Work sticking that to that write them down okay so i have i formatted just like tips and things to think about and stuff to include. Mm -hmm. um, did you format the same way? Um, I've done like a little bit of that. And I wrote down one of like my favorite vows that I ever had a bride say. Okay. So I'll start with, these are tips and tricks. Things yeah. to remember while writing your vows, sitting down, taking the time. My first one I have is share personal stories. Um, I love this one. Because I think it's important. So you're surrounded by your loved ones, right? And there's people there who may not know your love story front to back. And that's okay. But here's a great way for them to be more invested in you and your day. Share a personal story. Um, they're sure to get laughs, typically. And that helps your loved ones who are there celebrating you um, kind of get to know your relationship better if they don't. Um yeah, that's what I have. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you did some funny like ones about like Joe and his like weird hobbies and like mm -hmm. you know metal detecting and like yeah. just like little things that like make it personal it for you, but also enjoyable for other people to right. like kind of get a laugh and not that like all vows have to be like that. Like, I mean, I think the priority here is that your vows are your promises, but it's always a little it's a nice little bonus when you can think of like you know adding in a funny one here and there yeah and like with that inside jokes i guess kind of piggybacks that yeah. inside jokes are funny like inside jokes enough just like you do in um maid of honor best mm -hmm. man speeches that like are just enough like when rach did hers to me they're like you didn't need to know them, but you knew that i thought they were funny yeah and that we there was a connection there i feel like in the same way with your vows and don't stray away from those i feel like people are like oh people won't know it. it's like no they're to the other person. You know, yes, you're saying them in front of people, but thinking back, like, you'll go back to your vows and be like, did I stick to these? Mm -hmm. Or, like, in your marriage, you're like, like, I just went over mine. It was like, here I am a few months into my marriage, and I'm like, am I sticking to these? Like, these are stuff I promised yeah. him. It's a nice reminder. So think about that when you're writing them, too. Like, you should mm -hmm. refer back to them because that's yeah. your contract. That's what you vow to that person. Yeah, I really do think it's a good idea, like – I know that there are some people that can just go off the cuff. If you are going off the cuff, make sure you got a videographer that's recording your vows. Yeah. Because you really do. You want to be able to look look back on them. And if you do write them down, like, make sure you keep track of where they are. Because easy to get lost after after the fact. Like, stuck in a suit pocket and taken back to men's warehouse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's one of my tips is make um, – have multiple copies. Yeah. <laughs> Our friend <laughs> – our friend Carrie forgot her Shout vows. Out Carrie. Shout, Shout out, out Carrie. Carrie. We love you. This is just a funny story that we have to tell. <laughs> is that she was just in bliss all day. Oh, so, yeah. right? Like, it 
it couldn't be bothered, right? And it was just an easy fix, too. We ran upstairs. We got him. Not a big deal. But we're talking middle of the ceremony. <laughs> Mid-ceremony, <laughs> she is up to to say her, her vows. And she's like, <laughs> everyone just laughs. So we all laugh. Oh, as soon off. as it's, it's Chris goes first. And, and she's like, I don't have him. I don't have mine. <laughs> Dead. And I'm... I'm of course like there wasn't a second shooter where else I would have been able to send them, but it was just I was just like, uh, uh, what, do I do? what do we do? We just someone got them. Someone figured it out. But uh, so make sure you tell your maid of honor or whoever, like you know, you got the vows. You just got the have vows. multiple copies too, because if one gets lost or if it's like not on your phone or if it's on your phone and gets deleted, like write them down because yeah. you would not want that. There's a lot of time that goes into them. So yeah. We love you, Carrie. We love you, Carrie. That's one of the funniest moments. That was very funny. <laughs> Probably not. I don't think she cared in the moment. She was just like, no, she didn't. No. no, she was like, classic, classic, classic Carrie. <laughs> it was good. And Chris thought it was funny. So that's all that matters. Um, okay, go ahead, Rach, because I've been kind of spitballing some of my. Okay. So one of my favorite vows that, I, that I've ever had was um, from a bride who like this was both of their second marriages she was like marrying like she didn't have any kids but he had three kids and it was like she was I mean obviously like she was just such a so well spoken but I obviously connect a lot with people who have gone on this road before like I think it is really nice to have couples whose this is their second wedding because I gotta have hope for that right like I I can connect with that whole population of people who like this is their second weddings. They still love that the fact that they're having a wedding, they're still doing yeah. it. They want to enjoy every single process. And um, my bride was just so cool and, you know, you know, made vows to Rich and made vows to the kids and like it was so sweet. But one of the things that she said was along the lines of, I vow to always be 100% myself even if that makes you frustrated sometimes. And that was something that just like struck me like so deeply because I think that is so important. You know, like this person is vowing to love you forever. And I think it was very wise of her to say, like, I mean, she obviously had the experience of being married before, but like of saying like this, sometimes who you are annoys people and in so like I remember feeling when I was married that like when my true personality was showing was when I didn't what, feel accepted yes, by him. Exactly. Yeah. And that doesn't feel good. No, I feel like in that it was a vow to herself. Yeah, a vow to herself. It was. <laughs> and I and I love that's what yeah. really stood out when you mentioned it to me. I was like, it's a vow to be authentic to herself. Yes. In that and that how you feel about it doesn't matter to me or like it just that's doesn't so make true. or break. That's probably why it really like struck with me. Yeah. Cause yeah, these vows are for your other person, but they're, they're for you as a partner as well. Yeah. Like holding up an end of the bargain that you, you value that you think is important and that you're capable of holding up. And I think being 100% yourself is something you should vow to be. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're marrying someone who doesn't love a hundred percent of who you are or doesn't accept a hundred percent of who you are, Boy, bye. Girl, Raising bye. Raising red flag. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, we see this all the time. Like, people get married for for different reasons all the time. You know, they, they want the kid. They want the house. They want to move forward in their life. And I don't think people always think about, I mean, I'm pointing at myself here, you know, like, who are you marrying? What is your dynamic with them? Do they accept you? Do they love you? Or do they want to change you? Yeah. You know, like, that is something that – you should really take a hard look at before you get married or as you're approaching dating and whatever. It's like, are you with the person that brings out the best in you that, that wants to look at you at your wedding as you're promising to be 100% yourself to being, to being authentic to, to who you are, because that's a promise for me, you know, like it's accountability. Yeah. I mean, Josh and I fight all the time about like the clothes I, not necessarily the clothes I wear, but like, you know, I am going to wear what I want to wear, say what I want to say, be what I want to be, and Josh can poke fun at it, and you know, but he loves who I am. Yeah, you know, he's out of fun and love. Oh yeah, right. Like he doesn't have to like 
you know, my Doc Martens and ripped jeans and like baggy t-shirt and well, it's his shirt. But, you know, like he yeah. he doesn't have to like enjoy every like part of my aesthetic or whatever. But like he loves like he wouldn't want me to dress any differently. Yeah. He wouldn't want me to change. No. He can be like you're a weirdo. You know, but, but like, you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's why you love me exactly. Love it, hate it, bye. Love it, I leave it, baby, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a, a vow that really stuck with me. And yeah. I think, like, building upon that, it's like you build your own vows, like, like we talked about, like, really think about what you mean when you're agreeing to get married. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't just be this, there's nothing is given. That's what I'll say. Like, don't don't assu- don't think that anything's assumed or anything. You know, when you're approaching marriage, like yeah, and that comes with literally starting at square one, which you said, Rach, is write down what marriage means to you. Yeah, sit, maybe sit down with your partner. What what does marriage mean to us? And yeah. then from there, we can build this contract and these promises together. Yeah, because you have the ability to do that. And yeah, that's cool. Josh and I talk about that because it mean as we, I'm still like you know, working in therapy and things about like, why do I want to get married? And I mean, I asked Josh, like, why do you want to get married? Like, why is that something that's important to you? And because like, even if we talk about like, um, cause lately we've been talking about like, if we want kids for sure, like, I think it's important to be like, will we be happy if we never have kids? Will you be happy if we never have kids? Like, this is something that we're very open about because having kids looks like a lot. I have a lot of friends that have kids and it looks like a lot of work. And Granted, I'm not in a phase phase of my life where I could even entertain that kind of a responsibility. But right now, I'm like, I like my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Will I feel like that next week? I don't know. But I know. You know I told him like, changed. don't speak too much on this because the other yeah. week we had to talk about kids, and I was like, Rach, we'll talk in about a month. Yeah, I'm like you're yeah. not in a place to decide this, so no. don't do it now. No, but um, I asked him like, you know, why do you want to get married? And he said, like, it's just about stability for him. Like, yeah. he's he's never seen a successful or love-filled, um, joy-giving marriage. And he really wants to create that for himself. But how great is that? And then your vows would be so tailored mm-hmm. to making sure he feels stable. He feels supported. Like, yeah. this won't be – this bond won't be broken. Yeah. See, that's how – I love that. That's how it should be. Yeah. Okay, He's and so with cute. yeah, and with that, I guess I'm gonna go right into making real promises, yeah, and not promising perfection. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you don't use words like always and never, yeah, because we're not perfect people. <laughs> we're so no. flawed, and that we aren't, won't always be there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'll always be there when you fall. I might not. Yeah, I might not, and then I might figure it out and come back. And you mm-hmm. know who knows? So. Um, and with that is like, keep it real, keep it a hundred percent real. And you can be personal in these. And I'm just going to read a little snippet from, from my vows to Joe, which I feel reflect that. Um, so I say, I promise to show you for the rest of our lives, how much I love you when words cannot do it. Mm -hmm. I promise to encourage you to follow your dreams or new hobbies, even if they are metal detecting or starting skateboarding (laughs) at 31 years old. (laughs) I promise to make you laugh when you are ta- taking life too seriously and never stop giving you nicknames you hate. I promise to stop, never stop scaring you or playing pranks on you. I promise to never stop taking adventures with you. I promise to be your partner in all things and stand by your side through whatever life throws at us. And with both our luck combined, you know it's going to be a wild ride. And when you can't look on the bright side, I'll sit with you in the dark. I promise to decide on us for the rest of my life. I promise to love, respect, protect, and trust you and give you the best of myself for that together we'll build a life far better than either of us could imagine alone. I'm not crying again. <laughs> I forgot what <laughs> this is. Okay. But no, some of that stuff is really personal to Joe and I. So I promise to decide on us. Um, there's a lyric in uh, Lumineer's song and it's actually written on the inside of uh, his wedding band that I gave to him. So just stuff like that. There's little cues that like Joe knows. And there's also funny stuff like, okay, I did use never, but I will never stop scaring him or yeah. playing pranks on him. That's a fucking promise. Yeah. That's just stuff like that's that. Like, like that's true to us. And there's a good example. Or am I opinion, a good example? I think it is a good <laughs> it example. Could be biased. I, I love that. 
I know. I mean, it's, it means <laughs> it means a lot more now that I'm reading it into my marriage. Oh yeah, and I will because, say that as your friend for yeah, sure. Because we've had some some struggles, so some of that is just like a nice reminder. But at the same time, it's like all that stuff rings very true. But that's what exactly what it should be. Yeah, it's like it should be a reminder mm-hmm. about like what you're going. Through. <laughs> oh God, here we go. <laughs> Yeah. Like it should be like your blueprint for what you want to when you are going through something really difficult. You want that reminder of, okay, what did I agree to on our on our best day? And how can I uphold that now? Yeah. And um that's what they should be, you know? Like I that's why I'm you know, fairly anti-traditional vows because they're not the agreement you, you agreed to, you know, like you didn't think about what that meant and like being able to use traditional like guidelines of vows, I think can be really helpful and spin it into something personal, something like, you know, I vow to love you in all seasons of joy and sickness and sadness. Like, I know that's something for me, like when I write vows to Josh, like I'm going to have to speak specifically to depression Mm -hmm. and like some of his vices that he struggles with that I am signing on to deal with for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm going to need to say them and vow to them on that day. So when I can look back on them and read them on our podcast in four years, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can be like, I can cry like we're crying with you, you know, because it's like, these vows should make you teary. They should yeah. make you feel the weight of what you're agreeing to. They should also remind you to scare Joe later today. <laughs> and always. It's been, a, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> Give people what they want. Give people what point. they want. Uh, wow. I also advise you, when you're married, to read them out loud on a podcast. I know. <laughs> um, I love it. Okay. On a light, some lighter notes, just some easy tips um, that I have to are don't cram everything in there. Yeah. Long vows start to get lost. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, long vows start to get lost. I, That's good. Um, my ADHD, eh? there it is. <laughs> Not even on my period Not yet. even on your period yet? I'm ovulating. <laughs> <laughs> ovulating. On my flow app, keeps me on track. Okay, um... My ADHD brain can't really comprehend long speeches, long anything. But then you know how it is. Just, just it starts to get lost by the audience and by your partner and everyone involved. So, not to say keep them short and sweet. You don't really have to. Just, it's just ride that, ride that middle wave on that. Three to five minutes max. Three to five minutes is maybe five minutes probably might be too long. Yeah, is a perfect time. Um, Say them out loud. Yeah, practice speaking out loud. The ca- you need Your the cadence. Your mouth to move. Yeah, you need the cadence. You need the pauses. Yeah. You need, you know, everything you do with speeches in general, but you want your vows to be perfect. Especially if you have video, they are recorded. So mm-hmm. that's important. Um, Can I bring in one thing? Yeah. As a photographer, hold each other's hands. Hold at least one hand. If I have to shoot one more wedding where the bride and groom are 10 paces away from each other, just staring at each other. Wait, can I tell you something funny about this? Joe is like, we were standing up there and we were holding hands, like, as one does, as, like, you meet them. Mm -hmm. He's like, we don't have to hold hands anymore. I was like, what am I supposed to do with my hands? Yeah. It was so funny. It's so weird. Was that during the rehearsal? Think about it. No, it was during the ceremony. (laughs) I don't think he wanted wanted to look cool. I have no idea. I barely remember it. Yeah, it's just one of those things, like, because there comes connect, connect because there comes a moment where someone gets emotional in the vows and yeah. they don't know what to do like do they like pat them on their shoulder just grab their hand just grab their hand weirdos i know okay here's another funny one don't forget to say i love you <laughs> yeah you know tie it all in i feel like everyone misses over it just right at the end i love you xoxo gossip girl no but yeah. i mean like <laughs> You know what I mean? Just chiming in at the end. I think it's funny that we say everything but that. You don't have to, but I feel like sometimes that's missed. Um, what uh, what else do I have? I think that's it. I think I have something mentioned about you have your whole friends and family there and acknowledge that you need their support just as much through your marriage as mm-hmm. you do through the celebration of your wedding. Oh, yeah. Because... 
you know what I mean? What are the people standing beside you for? You know, what are right. your parents, you know, giving you away for? It's like all of that. So I just feel like acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be in your vows. Maybe just in your mind mentally. I mean, and it could be something in your ceremony, like with yeah. a, with a oh, officiant even, like asking, like, you know, people for their like accountability and support and like explicitly saying like, you know, these two people are asking for everyone here to be a support system yeah yeah because that's that's everyone at your wedding should be part of your support system i mean i'm i'm pro smaller wedding or at least you know however small your your support system is you know i think Mm -hmm. that's bigger or smaller for some people but but yeah like there are ways to make your ceremony more meaningful to you like my the last wedding i did like they had an intimate ceremony. Like not everyone was invited to their ceremony. They just had like 30 oh. people there. And then everybody came to the party part because it was all in one place. I like that. Yeah, it was so sweet. And I've had a couple a couple of my couples do that where like they have a more private ceremony. So you can be vulnerable. So if you aren't a people person, if you don't like public speaking, you know, you're only speaking to the audience that you're comfortable around. Mm-hmm. Like th- – like we said, like this day is about you. Like you should always be formulating an event in which you can be your most most authentic self, mm-hmm. because this day is about the vows you're going to give to someone, the the promises you're going to make. So make sure your day is a reflection of that, mm-hmm. and how you can be most true to yourself. You know whether that is privately reading your vows when you're alone with you know your wedding photographer, or videographer, whatever, or if you you know want to do it in front of 200 people yeah you know like make a plan you know keep keep it authentic to you yeah I forgot to tell you this but one of my um one of my couples uh reached out to me after one of our wedding episodes and she's like after listening to your wedding episodes like um me and my partner decided that we want to do like a 30 minute alone time session yeah at and she's like I wonder how we can incorporate this and we'll talk closer to the day but she's like I just wanted to make it more an intentional intimate day for me and my partner yes so i just thought that was really cool that they that she took our advice and like really thought into how she can make or be their most authentic selves on their day i love that yeah like really if we this podcast you know is about relationships and i think we talk about weddings and stuff a lot because like you know we're wedding professionals but like Yes, formulate your day so you're able to remind yourself of why the hell you're spending all this money doing it. Like, right. like it's about your relationship and, you know, whether that's like going away for 30 minutes, whether it's for a photo shoot or to go to a brewery and share a beer with them, mm-hmm. you know, like just you, do you. It's up to you. Literally, there's no rules. There's yeah. no rules. There's only traditions and you could choose to follow them or say fuck it. So, right. And your photographer, if they're cool will be totally on board and support it and find any way to make any of that happen for you. Yes. I mean, you better hope your photographer's cool or else they out. Or hit us up. Shameless plugs. Right. Um, and I guess one last thing that we should mention is, yeah. you know, maybe change that little vow to for better and worse. For better and worse. No or in here. Just an and. Just Slip an it and. in there. Just for us. And if it's on record, send it to us and we'll sob. We will sob and we will use it. All right. We love you guys. We really do. Um, Keep the DMs coming. Um, We've got some hopefully good episodes coming up. I think my sister, I didn't tell you that. Laura's coming in town, so we might do an interview with her. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. I love that. I know. So it'll be be good. Um, Barley is signing off for all you YouTuber people that can, can see her. She's, she's she, knocked the fuck out. <laughs> I think she finds our talking calming. She does. This is her sleeping podcast. <gasps> Here are some entry points that we should have done that I've been meaning to fucking talk about, okay? Okay. Number one is a TV show that I have fall, fell in love with. 90 that, Day Fiance? No, I'm not trash, Jess. We'll talk about that <laughs> next week. Um, it's on Apple TV. It's called Ted Lasso. Jason Sudeikis. You know Joe loves that movie. He's cried. It's, it's a show. It's a yeah, TV show. show. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean movie. He has cried numerous times. It's one of his favorite. It is shows. one of the most well-written television shows I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest pet peeves with TV is um 
that like they make tragedies happen for no reason and it yeah. bothers me it's like i like these characters why do why does everything have to be so dramatized it's like i just want to watch people i like live life and like although there is some drama in the show it's not like sons of anarchy or the sopranos like Like, it's not like natural disaster after no it's just like a good feel good show you should watch it um another thing i've been getting into is i've been like like more stress sleeping like like i think i've gotten a little bit better with my sleep schedule lately but i know that like i'm only getting like six hours of sleep a night ish um so i've been winding down with a podcast called nothing much happens Ooh. And so it's like a story time podcast where this woman um, just reads, like she writes these stories and it's just like a day at the farmer's market. Aww. And it's just like nothing much happens. It's not an interesting story. She reads through it once. Is it at like, like a Calm app? Kind of. She, well, I, I don't know if I've, yeah, I don't know. It's free. It's on Spotify or whatever, yeah. wherever you listen. Um, so... Yeah, you should give it a listen. Wind down. Nothing much happens. Nothing much happens. And so I just like put it on and I put my sleep timer on Spotify, which is a thing. Huh. You can set so it, like I just leave it on for 15 minutes cuz once I'm on, once I'm out, I'm out. Oh, you didn't have trouble falling asleep then. 15 Not minutes. with nothing much happens. Cuz nothing much happens. Cuz nothing much happens and it's very interesting. So, um if you're like me and struggle with uh kind of winding down when you have an endless to-do list yeah try that out yes i mean we need to talk about these things for weeks now good tip um yeah so also if you have any non-stressful tv shows recommendations i will be taking them yeah right now i just don't watch tv because it just all stresses me out okay good and as we know my netflix watch list has been destroyed so So. we're working on getting it back to non-stressful tv shows I mean, I just don't watch it. I just listen to podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Um, if you the got new, them, send them. The new Allie and AJ album's out. Which oh, I, my gosh. I, I saw some random TikTok that it was good. So perfect summertime vibe. So I'll report back next week if, it, if it is. Hot Girl Summer. I think it's just more like kind of chill, like off Rand Taylor Swift-esque vibes. But okay. I don't know. I'll, <laughs> Can't I'll, wait. I got, I, it's, whenever I listen to a new album, I don't know if you're like this, I have to listen to it in the car. Oh, yeah. First. Like, oh. I'm going to... Listen no, to listen. cleaning or something. So when something comes out, Taylor Swift, Drake, J. Cole, mm-hmm. any of the top notchers, right? We like I pre Justin Bieber. I preview it a little bit and I said, haven't given it a full car listen yet. Yes, it's a car listen. Haven't done drive. the ride. It's literally to Kenton back, which is great. It's enough <laughs> to get like a full preview of an album. But Good. give it a car listen. That's when you know you can really judge it. You can really dissect it, get in the fields, cry a little. Maybe me. Just me. Okay. In the feels. In the feels. Apparently, okay. I only cry on this podcast, so. And apparently. Apparently, Jess makes me cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We freaking love you guys. This is for Better and Worse Podcast. We out. See you later. Is it opera? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>